Welcome to Grace Thoughts, the radio ministry of Grace Connection Church with Pastor Tim Kelly. Grace Thoughts has been dedicated to preaching a clear gospel of grace for over 20 years. Here is Pastor Kelly. Before the last election, I was speaking to a young man in the church, and, and we were in a meeting, we were talking about um, biblical versus cultural Christianity, and this young man walked by, and I said, who are you going to vote for? And he named a candidate that I wouldn't have named. And I said, well, that's, that's interesting. Um, why are you voting for him? Why do you think that he is the best candidate? And I want to see what he said, because from my Christian perspective, he wasn't the best candidate. Um, and this young man, and he was very good. He grew up in the church. He wasn't an unchurched person. He was a church person. He was born and raised within the church. And he went on to give me the different... Um, reasons why he wanted to vote for this individual none of those reasons had anything biblical about them now i'm not saying this in critique of the young man he's actually here today i will point him out to you a little bit later i'm only kidding and um but what i grabbed from that conversation is this my lord he does not have a biblical worldview he is basically um, looking in, in his political he's 18 19 years old whatever he was he's older than that about 2021 20, he had a CNN slash Fox News worldview. That's what he had. A Time Magazine, Newsweek worldview. The influence of his mind was not the word of God. It was not his faith. It was the world system around him. And he was, again, he was a practicing believer. One in ten professed Christians... According to Chip Ingram, I believe it was, live with a biblical worldview. One in ten. In other words, when I look at the world and I look at my life, I look at my money, my finances, my family, my relationships, my career, the political world, the educational world, I filter it through my Christian faith. One out of ten professing Christians filter life through their Christian faith. The other nine filter their life through the world. The media, the, the prevailing spirit of the age, which is what the word cosmos means in the, in the Greek New Testament. John Stott, some of you who have ever heard of John Stott, great, he's still alive, he's probably in his 70s now, he's a great commentator, reformed commentator from England, he's pastoring um, one of the old famous churches there in England, and he's semi-retired, he travels around quite a bit, and he's investigating, he was coming to America and, and looking at um, different churches, some of the most successful churches in America. I actually have a couple studies like that I'm going to bring up today. He said there was evangelism like never before in the church. And I would agree with him. I mean, there's amazing evangelism going on. There's new churches being planted everywhere um, and with amazing evangelistic fruit. The seeker movement of the, of the early 90s had, had amazing evangelistic fruit. But when they launched a 15-year study after the fact, and they, and they, and they tried to um, de determine the spiritual maturity and the spiritual climate of all these conversions they had over a decade and a half, they realized that spiritual maturing didn't happen. Discipleship never took place. And as to finish Stott's quote, she says, the greatest need in the church is no longer evangelism, but a spiritual maturity and a plan for discipleship in our churches. There are three Bibles average for every home in America. 
we have an application problem. We don't have a scarcity of the word. I put the average up. I have about 25. <laughs> so I can probably shift, you know, give, give a few away, but I'm not going to. <laughs> we have an application problem. There's three Bibles. But we don't have a Christian worldview. There is a crisis of discipleship. Acts chapter 4, verse 13 said this. And now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. That happens to me a lot when people look at me. They, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Wow. Which is what they know is these guys don't have a lot on the ball here. They're not, you know, they're just fishermen to this and that. He goes, but there's something different. These men had been with Jesus. I want to read you Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. These are our key verses here for the next couple of weeks. And, and, you know, I hear a lot of terms out there called recovery, recovery. And there's a lot of recovery groups out there, 12-step recovery groups. And I'm, I'm not against those things. I'm really not. But I just want to take the word recovery and replace it with the word transformation. I just like transformation better than recovery because transformation means I'm being transformed into something brand new and recovery means I'm always digging myself out of the pit. But, I, but at some point, I want to see my life is out of the pit. <laughs> I want to see my life is healed and transformed and I want to see myself as a new creature, not necessarily somebody just trying to get by and survive. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that's a key word, therefore, remember that word because I'm going, to, I'm going to refer back to that a little bit later on in the message. That word, therefore, looks back. Therefore is a look over the shoulder. In other words, in other words, it says this, in light of what I've already shared, in light of what I've already written, therefore, and then we're going to, we're going to go back on that in a moment, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world. That's that word world, that word cosmos. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So it says, be not, be not transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. So it, it, we look at this, okay, that's, a, that's an incredible verse. That's an incredible exhortation. How does it work? How do we get there? Well, Romans 12 wasn't the first chapter in Romans. There were 11 chapters before it. And we want to, you have to sort of map your way to get to Romans chapter 12. There's a process to getting here. And we're going to see that in a moment. But before I do that, before I know how to be transformed and become like Christ and present myself as a living sacrifice, I have to understand what was sacrificed for me. That's my first premise. That's my foundational premise. Now, you know the story of Moses in Exodus chapter 3. He was, he was um, at the burning bush. You know, Moses grew up in the Pharaoh's house, um, didn't like what was happening, took off in the wilderness, married his, his wife, and spent 40 years to sort of settle down being a shepherd in the wilderness. He's, he's walking to sheep one morning, and there's a bush in flames. He goes and investigates, and God speaks to him through the burning bush. With a voice, something like Charlton Heston's, this Moses, and um, and Moses said what? And um and and then they had this conversation. He goes, "Go set my people free." 
That's, that's the King James God from the cease of the mill. Go set my people free. And, and Moses said, hey, you know, God, I stutter. Aaron's a good preacher. I'm a good shepherd. Um, why don't you get Aaron and I'll, and I'll, I'll carry his briefcase. But, but, as, um, but Aaron's the guy for the job, not me. So Moses, no, it's you. I want you to do it. Oh, good God. So I'm just going to walk in to Egypt and say, set my people free and keep my head. And then what? And then he said this. What do I tell the Israelites? Why should they follow me? Who is it that sent me? And then this is where yet the famous um, verse, often quoted verse in verse 14 of Exodus 3. And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thou shalt say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Now that I am, as you know, in the Hebrew language is that word Yahweh in a, un, a unutterable word in the Hebrew culture. They don't because it, it was so holy. The word denotes self-existent, eternal and incomprehensible nature of Yahweh. As the only original being, he is the ground of all created being. Charles Ryrie says this, for today it means that, talking about Yahweh, for today it means that God is all I need for every circumstance and twist of life. That's a great definition. Yahweh, I'll, I'll repeat on Ryrie again, today it means that God is all I need for every circumstance and twist of life. The Companion Bible says of this, what, what he will be is left to be filled up according to the needs of those with whom he is in covenant with. In other words, he's saying, whatever the needs of those who he's in covenant with, Yahweh will be that for them. Whatever needs I have, Yahweh is my need meter. He will come through and my needs are going to be different. My needs will be different than your needs and your needs and your needs. But Yahweh is the same to all of us. He will be my, my need meter. I have some wonderful commentaries in my home library. I have some um, rabbinic commentaries. And I, re I looked at this verse up years ago in that. And one of the, one of the um, um, rabbis said, it's a blank check from God. Sort of like this. This is a check that's been in my pocket for a while. It's a little, it's a little wrinkled. Let me see. Let me see this little magic. I'm sorry. I'm going to leave the camera for a minute. I need my pen. can't write out a check. Who even knows how to write out a check anymore? This isn't just a slide your card right now, right? We don't have that. If I had a debit card this big, I just would use a debit card. But it wouldn't have the, the, same, the same thing. I'm not going to write the, the whole thing. I'll pay the order of Tim Kelly. This is really good because my wife never lets me do this. <laughs> this is Yahweh. Tim, there it is. I have a blank check. God gives me a blank check. I fill it in. This is my name, Tim Kelly. Um, how much is it? As much as I need. Signed by God. So I can take this to the bank. What do I need? Well, I, I need affirmation. I get it from God. I need acceptance. I, I get it from God. I'm facing um, maybe financial issues. Where do I go? I go? I go to God. I need to be healed from wounds in my past. Where do I go? Well, I have a blank check from Yahweh. Yahweh says that he will come through for me and be everything I need him to be. He's saying this to the Jews. It applies to me as the church of Christ. So I have a blank check. The problem with most Christians, many Christians, we never cashed a check. 
We look for some other source of revenue to get our needs met. We look to other sources of revenue to be fulfilled. I'm going to be fulfilled through a human being or, or relationship or through having more real money or um, through career, through affirmation, through um, commendation, through being patted on the back, through being fame and fortune. Whatever that is, I'm looking for these things to be fulfilled. This is a sense. This is, this is Yahweh. I have a blank check from God. I need to understand that if I'm going to understand discipleship must start here that everything I have and can lay claim to is going to be something that comes from him. Not going to be something I produce within myself. It's going to be something he produces within me. So by the mercies of God, he says, I present my body as a living sacrifice. Now in mercies, what's he referring to? Well, mercies sort of go back to the word therefore again here the word mercy denotes undeserving kindness or compassion thank you for listening to grace thoughts a ministry of grace connection church this is pastor kelly if you live in the bay area we would love to meet you our service times are wednesdays at 7 p.m and sunday mornings at 9 and 10 30 a.m Grace Connection Church is located at 4017 56th Avenue North, St. Petersburg. Or you can call us at 727-565-4674. Again, 727-565-4674. Or visit us on the web at graceconnectionchurch.org. Again, that is graceconnectionchurch.org. We hope we get a chance to meet you. Until then, keep thinking Grace Thoughts.